Hello, hello, oh ladies God, and, and gentlemen, witches and wizards and time travelers. Hi, <laughs> welcome to Nam Watch Review, where we discuss the latest movie or a milestone in a really, really awesome film. I'm your host, Alejandro Cowie, today, and I will be discussing, along with two great guests that I'll be introducing shortly, why nomming on some great treats, such as a Baja Blast. Let's go into a delicious steak dinner chips. They're freaking fantastic and sneak some Pocky here. Now, along with me, I'm going to introduce our guest. First off, hello, Carla. Hi, I'm Carla. I'm just kidding. I know how to speak to a camera. Hi, I'm Carla Isabel, and um, I'm really excited to be here. I really, really am, even though here is my home. Uh, I will be drinking some ginger ale and PB&J for the special occasion because of the movie and chips. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds delicious. I love the PBJ sandwich. And our other guest, Tony. Hi. I too can speak to cameras. And <laughs> I'm going to be partaking in uh, liquid death. Always love the fact that they made it look as close as possible to a can of beer. Love that. <laughs> Um, I'm also got, I was like trying to be super healthy and like, oh, I'm just going to be on grapes tonight. But then Carla came in with the PB&J. So then I screamed downstairs to my sister to like bring me an Uncrustable. So oh, oh like the Uncrustable went, it just went away. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. And time anyway. traveled. Exactly. It just fabricated <laughs> out, of no, out of nothing, out of nowhere. It's all part okay. of um, Yeah. Hi, everybody. Excellent. So as you see, we have some delicious noms. And well, I guess let's start off with our discussion. So first of all, um, I want to go ahead and see what you guys rated it on the popcorn bucket scale. Carla, what did you rate it? Five. Excellent. Excellent. And Tony? Right off the bat. Um, I, I gave it a four. Four. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. And I gave myself a four as well. We're just going to have that preface wise and we'll go back that to uh, go back into that a little later. Huh, tongue tied. Anyway, so first of all, I want to go ahead and touch base with the storyline. I personally find the storyline like great. Uh, to me, I'm a sci-fi nerd. One of those things I just fall in love with anything that has anything remotely family related and science fiction. I do believe that influence. So when it comes to the storyline of Meet the Robinsons, I fell in love with it. Um, but we're going to go off with, uh, for example, Carl, I'm going to start off with you. How are you introduced to the movie? When did you foresee this? Um, I saw it uh, in DVD, so I didn't really go to the theater. So I think it was bought something um, at a Walmart back in my hometown. And I want to say that I was like 12 or 13. Wait, when did this movie come out? 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Seth, sounds about right. So I was like 13. 2007. Okay, (laughs) so so I was about like 14, 15. And... It's just such a feel-good movie. So I think I enjoy it because it reminds me of simpler times or when I was still at home. So Definitely. I can see that. I get a lot of family feels in the movie, so I totally agree. Uh, Tony, how about yourself? When did you first see the film? Well, um, I was in college. <laughs> like in the last years of college. Um, uh-huh. I was 23, so I definitely uh-huh. would have seen this in the theaters. And I... Fun fact, the song that plays over the end credits and the whole end sequence. Yes. That used to be my song for like my like first ever like 
long-term relationship just because I just oh my god it's a really good song it's really awesome (laughs) and usually like in those situations like when you have that breakup you're just like f that song it's dead to me I can never listen to it again because it's such a good song that I'm just like those those two things had nothing to do with each other anymore (laughs) look I just still love it such a good song um (laughs) no but I remember like loving it like I Spoiler alert, my like, like, you know, um, the reason I don't give it five, you know, out of five and it's four out of five is because I just feel like it's not enough of a movie. I, I got feel you. Like I, okay. There's so much more Whoa. that I wanted out of it. Okay. Like, okay. I, I, I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I but, like, I, I, you know what? That's a good point though. I mean, you do, I mean, you do feel like as if you, you know, I'm not saying it, it puts you on a cliffhanger. But you want to definitely learn more about the family. I mean, it just, it's just, there's so much more. I mean, from the, what is it? The pizza delivery galactic, <clears throat> awesome man, <clears throat> Adam West himself that delivers pizza intergalactically. That's fantastic. Like, it felt like they could do a show on him just in general. So I, I definitely agree with you. Man, Carly, you're making me feel a little old. You said you were like 13 or 14 when you saw the film. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I think I was like 24 or 25. So, <laughs> well, I, you asked me. You asked me. Also, <laughs> I did. That's a good perspective, Tony. I wasn't thinking about that. Like you, you needed more. I guess. I guess I can't change mine. Can I? Maybe like. Well, no, hey, hey, actually, actually, make that note. Do me a favor and hold that because we'll later ask if you're going to change your rating. And ultimately, after a further discussion, we'll see if that actually alters it. Because who knows? We might bring another point that might change your mind again too, as well. Oh. But do, hold that. Hold that. I'm getting, I'm getting this now. Okay. (laughs) No, you're good. No, don't apologize. It's exciting. Cause like we want to like definitely touch base on a lot of things. And like, see, see now I want to further that. So let's think about this. So now I want to look into something here. If we're going to look at, uh, let's go on to the Robinsons in general. Right. Um, I mentioned uncle art, you know, like it seems like a series could be done on him in general. Um, let's mention, uh, let's talk about the, like Franny, um, Franny Robinson. Okay. Yeah. I, could she like a possibility? We're going to start with you, Tony. Do you think she herself could have like a series or just an episode or two just based off of her? I think one of these. I mean, like, I really did feel like, of course, 2007 was a completely different time in terms of like the media landscape. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, this would have been pitched as a show. This would have been a series. Yeah. This would have been, you know, like we would have all been sitting here loving season one and we're like, what is season two going to bring? Um, yeah, 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 because it totally could have just been Meet the Robinsons adventures of like focusing on each of them individually because they're all interesting, even like the two, like you know, who are the flower pot people? The two uncles, oh, yeah, the, the cousins, two. are they the cousins? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, the cousins they were not, and no one knew who they're related to. No one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just there in the flower pot. They is that just like a general yeah. chilling spot? Is that where they sleep? Like, <laughs> yeah. already Which- so many questions that are never answered. And even yeah. if it just ends up becoming sort of like, did you guys ever read like Wayside School books? Or is that like a little, a little familiar? Time? Like Wayside Stories from Wayside School, where it's just like fantastical, nonsensical stories and nothing is really explained. It's just producer like, oh, Steph is screaming in the background, going, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it felt like no that. Idea. It's like, here's all these strange characters. We're not gonna uh-huh. explain a damn thing, but they're so endearing just because they're fun. No, totally. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like that about 
all the Robinson. So I just want to just warn you now, if you're going to go yeah. down the list, I'm going to be like, yeah. yeah yes for everything. <laughs> no, I totally, I can see that. I can, I can do that. I mean, honestly, it, it, you know, I even want like an episode cause I'm a little greedy off a of tiny, the T-Rex. I mean, come on that like, right there. I would be happy if we had the life of tiny just being articulated going around and analyzing things in life, what he is, which he actually is like super tough. The fact that he like parkoured off that wall and bit down on uh, just like playing saucer, uh, saucer <laughs> was definitely a, you know a feat in my opinion. But man, I digress. Um, along with this, let's see here. I like for example, uh, Carla. I, you know, to me, if we were talking about where you would put the storyline here, would you think this could be compared to? Because personally. Could you look at this as to be, what would you say, like an odyssey, a tale of sorts? Um, where would you put this in your opinion? Like, wh- where would you go along with the storyline in your opinion wise? Where, do you have a category? Or you, I don't know. I'd say, I, I'd say, I think of it as an origin story because we it's it, I think it's an origin story. And that's why we're left with wanting more. It's because this is how, you know, a troubled little kid who is stuck on the past, doesn't see what's in front of him or what, because the, the point, the pivotal point in his life was in that sphere. And, and if he would have just kept on, he was like minutes from meeting his entire family, but he was so caught up in the past that I, you know, um, so I think it's an origin story and that's why I'm not kept wanting more because I've become, I've, I've made peace with the fact that that's what it is and I'm not going to get more and I accept it, but that's where I see it. It's uh, more of a origin story for Lewis. Uh, Carla, Tony, why do both of you have to make this complicated? Cause at first I was like, okay, I want to go <laughs> ahead and like learn more. And then I hear a little bit. Oh, both. Okay. Okay. Now question in that, in that regard with this here, let's go into talking about the origin story of, you know, the origin story in general. Um, I definitely want to go ahead and touch base specifically on these characters. So, for example, Tony, in your opinion, could you say that Wilbur coming back to meet, you know, let's say, oops, spoiler, his father, Lewis. um, Do you think since it's been him going back in time to touch base with him, do you think it was meant to happen that way in the first place? Oh, (laughs) Okay, we are in a post-in-game world where now mm-hmm. like the normal rules of time travel are just like completely up for grabs. Exactly. That's why I was like, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, they I mean they do kind of show that there is sort of like the ripple effect. You know, they do mm-hmm. show that like if Doris, you know, the evil bowler hat does get its mm-hmm. way, it can go back, affect a, an event in the past which then affects the future. So, okay, like it does ascribe to like what we become used to in terms mm-hmm. of the time travel rules. Was mm-hmm. it meant to do that? Yeah. Um, I think this is probably a, a universe where the multiverse is a thing. There mm-hmm. is a universe where Wilbur never went back and, you know, Lewis completely, totally became Tom Selleck uh, without actually being <laughs> like Tom Selleck. Um, oh my God. But it just so happens that in this one, this is how Lewis, I, it's probably just like a fixed point in time where Lewis yeah. has to become that person and somehow, some way, just the different permutations of chance and, and, and fate and free will just kind of just always manage to make sure that he becomes who he needs to become. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. All I right. So I, I, you know, it, you know, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I'm, it's, I'm a big nerd. I had to do it. I mean, as you said, the time travel thing has been baffling me. And there's a lot of rules and things that I see that don't necessarily follow your standard time travel rules in this film. But honestly, I'm not bummed out about it. I, I just think the film, in my opinion, was cute enough to let it happen and slide. I was just like one of those curiosity questions to see if anybody else was like, do you think it's funky? Um, another thing too, uh, going into this as well, uh, we're going to go ahead and make a segue into a little bit of, I want to look at the characters. Like, I understand this story is going to kind of be just a broad range here. Um, but... I'm going to look down here to one thing that I love doing evidently and missing the comments. So all you guys that are making great comments, let me do a backpedal here. I'm sorry. So going back into the comments here, <laughs> producer Rob, I got big head and little arms. <laughs> Eva mentioned, Hey, this movie is cute. And the ending makes me cry in a good way. Oh, so much feels. I agree. Every time. <laughs> Love it. LV makes a comment. Hello, peeps. I never watched the movie before. Maybe I should. Oh, you should. It is such a now, fantastic right now, right <laughs> yeah, now. Do it. Do it. You need now. a Disney Plus clone? I can give you my code right now. Look at that. All of us. We all agreement. <laughs> we can definitely take care of you. Haven't seen the film for sure. <laughs> all right. Once again, guys, thank you for watching and appreciate you bearing with me. Didn't mean to purpose ignore the comments. I see that block us. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. All right. So. And I'm going to shoot over to you, Carla. Question in regards to acting on the film. I know you gave it a five. I have to ask your opinion of the acting, though. Has anybody really stuck out stuck out the most to you? Or anybody, like, you have a favorite character, per se, that really gives you, I'd say, positive memories? <laughs> I, they all just sound good to me. Uh, Wilbur yeah, maybe a... sounds a little older than the 13 year old, but I mean, who am I? Do I know? Or maybe he went through puberty already, but no, Tom Kenny's involved, which is a huge oh. fan. Um, yeah. But no, everyone down to the gym teacher, I am like, oh, cast it correctly. Um, nothing really takes me out um, when I'm watching it. Like nothing like kind of like destroys the, the illusion, you know, I, Okay, good. I'm invested from start to finish, but <laughs> one part, and maybe we're mention we're gonna mention it, but if not, oh, no, I'll please, bring it back. Go ahead, go ahead. Go, no, no, please, by all means. Okay, please. and I and I'm asking this with all sincerity to both of you. So okay. remember when Wilbur and Lewis are fighting because he takes him to the future because he's like, take me to the future. I don't believe you. Yes, he does, and right. then he's like, well. Why do we have to go back to the science fair? Why can't mm -hmm. you just take me back home, uh, uh -huh. back to the to, to meet my mom? And like Wilbur's like, Burr! which is ridiculous because they're flying. There's no tire tracks for them to be yeah. there. <laughs> um, um, he he's he's like, I don't. I'm I'm not gonna fix that stupid uh, memory scanner. Okay, so that happens there. And he's like, no, you have to. And but in his mind, Lewis is like, no, I'm not gonna do it. When at the end of the movie, uh, when he confronts the bowler, uh, Doris, he says, I am never going to invent you. And then it disappears. Why didn't that work in the past? Oh, or am I missing something? Did I miss something? I think, well, Tony, do you have, I have an opinion. Tony, do you have an answer? I want to hear your opinion first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, my opinion, uh, like, in that moment, um, because also my 
also from what I've seen in time travel, it seems like the individual that let's say that is having a focus on has to really change their mindset to who they are in that time being to actually alter their future self or the future. So mm. um, oh, that ooh, being said, ooh. he was clueless about he actually created doors. He had no idea that he created doors in any way, shape or form. And in fact, it seemed that it, he was afraid of you know, most times, you know, Doris was doing nothing but like popping on heads and, and just, you know, just taking over things, which funny, funny little arm comment. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, in, in that regard, I, in that regard, I believe that he finally understood that he created her and, or the creation and felt from inside and was able to like from every fiber of his being, like, I wish I never created you. I didn't want, and I believe that was strongly enough mentally to control whatever in the future and like cut it off. Uh, because I, I don't think he knew that he created like for the long time. So that, and that's just an opinion that might be too much into it, but yeah. No, that's deep. And I needed it because, you know, it sounds it, it's a little kids movie. It's meant for kids, but I like that. That gives me. OK, so. Wow, that's deep. Like you have to know who we really are in order to have an impact on our future. Oh, I'm going to cry. Wow. Okay. You know, sometimes I, I think too much. Some of my anxiety kind of kicks in. And- <laughs> OK, I like that answer. Thank you. All right, I'm good. Tony, what, what, what were you thinking? I, 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 saw, I saw some brain cranking. I'm, I'm kind of curious <laughs> if, if you had an opinion that is. No, I mean, you know, if you remove, I mean, because like Doris's entire plan is essentially if they get rid of, well, one, if they get rid of the brain scanner and mm-hmm. if it's not Lewis's invention, because they still want the brain scanner to work, but they yeah. don't want Lewis to have the confidence, right? Then he doesn't become the person that he's supposed to be and therefore these things don't happen, but they already exist. Mm-hmm. So they can already, so it's a lot of like bouncing back and forth, which is why time travel is like sci-fi's version of magic. It just fixes everything. Yeah. So especially once you start getting into like, well, if you didn't do this, then how does that affect that? And then wouldn't that yeah. also, and because there's, I mean, this is a relatively short movie. They don't really get into the mechanics of the time travel and how it works. So we can't really make an in-depth like analysis of it. All we can really do is just speculate. And time travel, again, if you're just like change thinking past, change future. Kids can follow mm. it. Adults can follow it. We don't really have to get into it. But once you start picking it apart, you're just kind of like, well, wait a minute. Hmm. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, what's what's actually going right? That's on, why we were know? yelling at each other for like a year straight after Endgame because we were like, wait a minute, I don't think that that <laughs> that's what's that happening. Didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can see that wow. for sure. Okay. You know, it, it, oh my lord, I uh, see that. See, I like these questions. See, Carly, you brought it up at a good time because that that actually leads me into a, a different um question here. I knew uh, let's it. Let's go ahead and talk it. about Goob. <laughs> um, Goob as an individual, yeah, I uh, you know, I it's it's interesting because I think Goob could be a perfect example of somebody that could have went in a different direction if they didn't unhealthily uh, like unhealthily obsess over one thing, and that one thing was one person, um, being his downfall. Um, but uh, but we'll go into uh, Tony if you start off. What what's your opinions of Goob? What's like uh, what with really uh, let it out. I mean- <laughs> First off, the goob twist, like I knew it was coming, but I was like, there's no way because (laughs) the only thing that these characters have in common is that they are white and brunette. There's no way. 
And so no. when spoiler alert at the end, whenever you know boiler hat guy, boiler hat guy is monologuing, he rips off his cape, his fantastic cape, and he's still got the little league uniform, uniform on. And I'm just like, oh my god, it's this <laughs> This is what like become. Which is bold because you basically took like the cutest little character in the movie. Yeah. And he grows up to be easily the most grotesque and unsettling yeah. character, just even visually, even though I love him and I think he's awesome and amazing. He is visually like, he's unsettling to look at. Like I used to work at Disney, like at Walt Disney World. And whenever uh-huh. that dude would come out, like <laughs> kids were not happy to see him. Like it's very unsettling <laughs> to see in real life. So I just, I, I love Goob. I love the fact that he just has, even when he's like telling Lewis, like what happened, like they all hated me. And he just has a completely skewed like perception of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Goob, how you doing? Hey, do you want to come to a party at my house later? Like, oh, I like your finder. Right. And he just, this, oh yeah, that's such a good, I was, yeah, he's so obsessed of the one person he was, he was like horse blinders, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Man. And I just love that they took it there, that it's like, no, this little kid, like, First, just at his end, like he's like just like mainlining coffee and espressos, like on a, just a consistent basis, and it's like precious <laughs> but also concerning. Yeah, and he yeah. just like this one baseball game, and isn't it how it always happens? Like one baseball game, and it's like the one thing they talk about for the rest of their lives, and they just blame it on the one thing, and it's just like that's not at all what that's not at all what happened. You just became obsessed, and you just decided to become this distorted bitter individual and now you're trying to end the world with a sentient bowler hat like it's just all right man yeah you do you live your truth i guess like i don't know what to i know right i Carly, have go something ahead. to say no no when she so i think this is like a paradox because goop doesn't really know where to focus his anger until he hears it from his older self so no, that's another yeah no 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 good point yeah. So, and, and so Whoa. I was like, mm. yeah. So, because like he didn't, yeah, that's right. Didn't talk mm-hmm. to anybody, but, but the machine, it was only him and he, here on the radio. It was just his own thoughts. Yeah. Go and, on, go on. I'm sorry. You know. And has a very toxic relationship with Doris because he thinks that Doris has that cares for him. And then they're like, oh no. And Doris is like, come on, stupid, get it together. And, and then he realizes that, oh no, he was being used. And I just feel for, I, I feel for him. And, and no, the, sure. most concern, the most concerning thing about it all is that everyone, they closed the orphanage down and he is still there. Didn't no yeah. one notice? Where does he live? Like the, the time collapsed. I'm just like, ah, you know what? I want, mm, no, we won't. You know, we talk about like little web series, like what kind of debolical web series could figure out how Goop survived? I, 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 I want to know. All right. That's All right. You know, chat, tell us if you want to like a little story on the demented side of Goob, let us know, please. Speaking of chat, <laughs> going into uh, <laughs> Exactly. So, for example, what with the LD said, maybe I wasn't supposed to watch this because of spoilers, but this actually helped me want to watch it instead. Laugh out loud because I had no clue. Oh, existing. So, here's a big spoiler. You can tell you. Action for action, what happens in that movie, and it's still like it's a completely yeah. experience. Yeah. Like it exactly. just not compare to actually seeing it and experiencing it because it's just like, I, like I'm just trying to like think of like how do I even explain like yeah at one point the boiler hat the bo- like the sentient bowler hat pops onto a dinosaur <laughs> and the dinosaur then has the the uh, the ability of speech, 
Yeah. <laughs> and people will still be like, what? Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? Like, it's still scary. Oh it's actually seen. It. It's a completely different experience. So, like, yeah, if anybody is actually mm-hmm. like, well, maybe I won't. Like, no, you need to because it's just. We haven't no, even broken down this. the family. No, exactly. Exactly. Shoot. Oh, wait. Oh, my goodness. Before I forget, more comments here. Mr. Corndog saying hello. I can't really do both of those things, but I'll try to. What's up, Mr. Tiny Corndog? Um, the comments here. Uh, Eva mentioned Corn she dog. loved that part. Poor kid in regards to when Goob was actually having a conversation with himself and uh, re- realizing who he was. And there as well. Um, let's see here. Let's see. It reminds me of we're back to uh, Dinosaur Story. Dinosaur Story. Good movie, which we will touch base a little later in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, I know it, it's interesting because like Goob, once again, it, it just seems to be two excellent points both of you guys made. It just seems to be one of those things if he just listened, you know, or realized the people around him were more helpful than than that, you know, maybe his you know path wouldn't be as diabolical. But um I don't know. There's something very endearing about the bowler hat man, though. What is it? I mean, he's creepy as all get up. What is it? The innocence. innocence in his eyes? Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Yes, exactly. Okay, it's just the natural ability of innocence. He's he's yes. ignorant. He's not stupid. He's he ignorant. Wants That's you know, to be evil. He's not actually evil. No. And yeah. It's so no. Yeah. How he tries to be evil. He tries to be diabolical and nefarious, and it's like, mm. yes, you are. Exactly. So cute. And yes, you are. And when you, when you see the movie, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. And you're like, no, he's not. He's not the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. Don't exactly. judge it by its cover. Not totally. You know, I'm speaking just, of storylines. I also think it's oh, just sorry? the fact what? that, oh, sorry. I was just going to say like. No, 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 please go on. No, go on. His monologue is all based upon the fact that like what he wanted was to be adopted. What he wa- What he wanted was just to be like celebrated by his peers. He wanted to be able to like catch that, you know that pop fly baseball yeah yeah he wanted to be able to just get a good night's sleep <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he wanted very simple positive things and it's just like it's really sweet and cute and even when it's like his evil plan is on the unicorn binder it's like how can i not how can i not love this man like he's just yeah. adorable oh. and it yeah and the fact that even though he's like in his 40s very rough yeah because He's still a little like, curl, his hair curl. <laughs> he's just a very stunted eight-year-old. Like just, a, yeah. just like an eight-year-old in a uniform. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the baseball uniform that he still somehow stretched out. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. And I love how, he's like, even weird. when he's younger, he's more precocious and intelligent. Yes. Like literally like the first real lines of that movie is him just like going on about like how he just like totally disapproves of the strategy of like the team and the coach. And he's just like, come on guys, just like get it together. Play some baseball. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like he's just, I feel like they just gave the mic to this kid and let him speak. I don't think that was scripted at all. It feels like unscripted to me. It really does. I'm like, here you go, kid. Yeah, just like, I I loved just how articulate he was. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. And then the fact that, like, he's, he's like that throughout the whole game. Like, it seems, you know, that's a great point. I mean, he's extremely intelligent for his age at the time being. And it seems that the more obsessed he gets over hearing things over the radio, over, you know, the man himself, he gets more and more frustrated. And, like, he, it's like his body outgrows his wits. You know, he doesn't try to do anymore. That's a good point. Ever He regresses to the point where yeah. he yeah. even... But, but he's still funny. I don't even know if it's like wit because I think he's like unintentionally 
Because uh-huh. he's like, it's like when he shows up to the meeting in order to like pass off the invention as his own. And he's like, oh, yes, I'm the two o'clock. And it's like, <laughs> the receptionist says like a woman's name. And he's like, yes, Ms. Marion. Mary. Like, Mary. Marion. Oh, Ms. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a funny. Cute moment. But he has a lot of moments like that where it's just like, I don't know if he's intentionally witty. I just think that he's just trying to make the best of the situation. He really doesn't yeah. know what it is. But then it makes sense because it's not his plan. We come to find out that it's not his evil plan. This is all Doris's plan. Because Doris is just a hat. And Doris is like, well, shit, I can't talk to these what? These monkeys, essentially, like these, like yeah. lower intelligence, like monkeys, like monkeys. I can't talk yeah. to them. Yeah, she. Uh, what do you think Doris said to him? How do you think Nora, Doris lured him in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I was about to ask about that. I'm, I love that. You, oh my god, I'm going to have you guys on here more often. Uh, so, <laughs> me and just Tony. regards to, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, I always got to go into that Doris for being a character that essentially has no verbal lines is very like articulated articulate in her own sense you know and I, I don't know necessarily how she takes over the brain i don't kind of want to considering the fact that the bowler hat seems i know right because all you see is mechanical arms and, you, and all of a sudden i don't know that's that's some high-tech stuff um but I, to, to me doris doesn't need to talk it does i don't it's it baffles me how much you can tell what Doris is thinking without saying anything. I, yeah. I guess that's my main thing. I, I, I don't know in that sense. Do you guys think Doris could ultimately be good at, at, at all? I mean, is it a, is it a possibility or do you think it's that, you know, since what they said in the beginning, like, I wish I never created you concept. Do you think that can ever been changed at all? Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah. I, I love I what that just happened. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You guys I mean, both are just like hilarity, right? Like she is like the AI. She yes. is one that's like these humans are just like they shouldn't be running things at all. They're just unintelligent monkeys. I obviously should be the one in you know in charge of everything, and therefore I will be in charge of everything because I can. Like it's just again, just trying to make it I think accessible for kids, and even though it's like. I don't think kids are watching a lot of Terminator movies or a lot of like movies about like robots. Mm, they that, will. But it's such an ingrained like idea and concept and yes. like in our society that I think kids can get it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if like there's ever an instance where it's like Doris is just a really, really helpful hat the way she was meant to be. Uh, I just, yeah, I think don't let your machines think like yeah. this. This will be the end of us. This right here. Like Doris, no, no. <laughs> no. over for us, man. I'm sorry. We we let them think. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a failed, uh, failed experiment. Another one of Lewis's. Okay. So, and and uh, unfortunately, this failed one was the one that would. Mm. That was it. You know, this was like the one out of a million failed. You know, failed ones that. Him, oh, him so butt. you're saying that if he had actually done his job like as well as he thought he did, she would have never been. Yeah. Oh. Or I like that. This, I'm a, I'm a very I'm a very optimistic person. I will always look. <laughs> I will always be like, but That's no, what we have like we are know, like, but people, no. <laughs> we can do it. Give him a chance. I'm like, no, the he can, he can change the hat. Like, he can change him. 
See, I like the fact that both of you are on opposing sides, though. A lot of funny going back and forth with people here. Um, But Eva mentioned before that the funniest thing about Goob is when he's drinking coffee to stay awake. Like he is constantly just chugging that stuff down in general. So it's always interesting to see that as well. Um, The back and forth with people, they're just having little comments, having fun and so forth as well. But Boba Fett, LV mentions this, hey, can we all just go watch a movie and then talk about it? Hey, maybe we can. Maybe we'll have a um, non-watch review outing. Who knows? Hmm, Maybe a good idea. See what happens cause chaos in the town. I like that little wide boy. I saw that face. I like it. It was like a face of acknowledgement and excitement at the same time. <laughs> but let's go see here. A couple of points here. Uh, continuing on what we're talking about. But like I said, in regards to, um, I like the possibility that both of you are opposing sides. Because if you think about it, on one hand, tons of people talk about technology and that in order to progress, we have to keep on going towards it and developing and kind of being there. And on the other hand, people always mention the less responsibility or let's say the less power we give to ourselves or in our decision-making makes us weaker and weaker as we go to as well. I guess oh that could be referenced God, in a, that's you know, but, <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I even think about it that way. but like it's, it's a side to each coin. Like both you make excellent points. I mean, how can you not like be concerned that you want your Amazon package at your door the next day and not have to sign a package, but at the same time, do you really want it at your door when it, doesn't need to, you know, hit the password code, just arrives at your window. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of cool, but kind of scary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think about that? When it comes to technology, would you guys prefer us to go ahead and still have delivery people being humans and we answer the door? Or would you prefer drones dropping off at your door? Meaningly. And they already have your address. I don't like this address. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys seen that scene in Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson actually shoots down a drone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah, like I can me. I can see that definitely. That that unfortunately be a little scary, a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listen. Now, I'm all for like optimizing like our our systems, but yeah. I very much am a fan of analog. I, there is something about me like I'm definitely like elder millennial. I still have my CD collection. I'm not giving that up. I still have about forty or so DVDs because I'm like convinced they disappear from streaming or they're just not on streaming because I just do not trust streaming to get everything right which by the way uh french kiss that rom-com with uh meg ryan and kevin klein can't find it anywhere you have to buy the dvd that's weird i don't like it um but (laughs) i i just i still have a distrust of technology and maybe that's just because i am part of that generation that like remembers a time without the internet and okay yeah like i still remember like I don't know, man. I've been through the growing pains. I've been through the bumps, like, and yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm not there yet. If that makes me uh, scotch no, yeah. and old and stubborn. I'm fine with that. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you should say that though. Like growing up, um, growing up wise, I'm thinking about it. I've had moments, and I think this might be the reason, one of the reasons why I like really relate to this movie, is like I said, I have a fantastic family, fantastic friends. It's great but growing up i was the only child for like 10 years and the internet was just created and we had dial up and not everybody like if you wanted aol you had to be really rich or connected in some kind of government job and uh, you know so you listen to things like I, we just got like uh dish tv but it was super slow so if a rain cloud went over it, it turned you know knock everything out yeah. and i remember i just wanted to like go on adventures or go find people and then and i guess seeing this film and seeing him by himself and wanted to do stuff and he just wants to create stuff in his head and he finally gets to go to time travel out of the middle of nowhere and then just go investigate and find his family. I don't know. I, to me, it just feels like, you know, 
any kid that ever felt alone in general mm-hmm. and it didn't have to be family related it just felt like this cool little adventure you know kind of deal so i could yeah. definitely uh that that's a uh, that's funny tony if you didn't mention that <laughs> going into certain things because like don't get me wrong i love the fact that i like chatting chat rooms just zoom meetings you name it. i freaking love it. it's great but i do remember a time where that wasn't an option yeah. <laughs> and it would be cool to have it so you're right i definitely beautiful to that yeah, like I enjoy oh. technology, but I just have a healthy suspicion of it. <laughs> no, totally. I want to come back. The... That's what I'm saying. So. No, I understand. I don't blame you on that one. I'm going to hop back into the comments here real quick. LV says, I want people because I want, uh, I will forever feel like someone's watching me. I'm the weirdo that tapes uh, paper towels over their laptop camera and all. But then again, I don't like people and want to live far from the city. <laughs> Believe me, there's a lot of people that agree with you on that aspect too, as well. <laughs> Tiny corn. Jeez, Mr. Tiny corn dog's like, I might be watching you now. Lord. Technically, <sighs> anyway, you are. Um, non talk. Mm-hmm. Are- <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> but uh, um, let's see here. Some other people making comments. Uh, that's just extra caution. I just don't want any Terminator danger coming <laughs> into the technology world. Thank you, that one, producer Steph. Um, let's see here. Uh, people just having fun in the chat in general. Um, let's see before I digress and talk more things here. Look, let's talk about the directing um, on the pace of the storyline and so forth. I know we talked about the beginning and the introduction of him being alone, uh, him, you know, being picked up by his future son and just being, you know, continue on the concepts of Goob and just, you know, the great shenanigans they ran into, whether it was tiny, the dinosaur uh, talking about, you know, the, I, I kind of not Frank Sinatra frog, Frankie, but Frank, you know, the frog itself. Um, Ring a dang dang. What do you, for example, uh, Tony, what do, you, what do you feel like the uh, pace of the uh, pace of the film? Do you think it was a pretty good one to you? Is it too fast, too slow? I think there are times when it is just way too fast. And okay. I, the instinct I had about it is a very pessimistic one. So I will like disclaimer that I, I feel very pe- pessimistic about this. It it's okay, please, like, please, please stop. It felt like Disney's attempt at a DreamWorks movie. Okay. Okay. This is after Shrek, Ice Age, like all That's of like DreamWorks point. had finally been set up like as an actual contender. Because Disney has seen a lot of animation houses just come and go. Like Don Bluth used to be a thing. Where, where are they now? Mm-hmm. Where to be seen? Like it just <laughs> yeah, yeah. felt like they were like, what just happens if we just put in a bunch of randomness? What happens mm-hmm. if there are just, you know, references that maybe just be, you know, they're just a little too old for like a really young audience. What if it's like, you know, pop culture references? There's an entire like, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, Kung Fu movie, like homage in this movie. Yeah. For no reason. yeah. Just because. And it just That's felt like I enjoy those things, but it also was kind of like, this is different. This is different. And then I, um, when you find out that it was like, apparently after a test screening, I guess it was John Lasseter who at the time was, um, cause this movie came at a really weird time when like Pixar was no longer animating for Disney. So then Disney had to reestablish D- Disney animation studios. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess John Lasseter is the person that said like, uh, just gave a bunch of notes and they ended up having to like basically redo about half of the movie. Which Ooh. tracks when you watch the movie because it does feel mm-hmm. like you're just it's going here and it's going there. We had a moment and now we're past it. We're over like it. Too and random, it right? Really come back around, yeah. and sometimes it does come back around, and you're never really sure as to what was there to begin with and what was part of 
the reshoots, so to speak. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think I'm very critical of animated movies just because I think the scenes are very visible, especially once you start running out of time, you start running out of money, you start yeah. rushing up against the release date and you just have to like get it done. So also part of that four out of five is just because it's like, I really see a lot of good ideas that are taking form and that are just adequate mm-hmm. enough, but there are too many that just really aren't taken all the way. And that yeah. really like, and again, because what's there is already so entertaining and good. Like, do I care that the Kung Fu <laughs> homage, like that, like that whole, that, that whole sequence is in there. Like I, I could have done without it, but I love that it's in there though. Cause it's so entertaining. Yeah. It's so cool. And I love that there's just like, a Disney movie that decided like, you know what, let's do a, a complete and total tonal shift. Let's just do a completely silly thing that doesn't really serve the plot of the movie whatsoever. Like, let's just do it. And it totally. felt fun. It felt experimental. It felt like those tend to be my favorite Disney movies. Those movies mm-hmm. that are always kind of like sitting at the weird, just like cusps and cross sections. No, totally. Yeah. This is actually one of my favorite films. This is oddly, I love hearing this. This is weird. (laughs) I love the 1960s, like jazz movies, like 101 Dalmatians. I love Lilo and Stitch, those whole, like, not quite CGI, not quite animation films. So I I really do feel like this is part of that crowd. Yeah, Um, definitely. I can see that. Yeah, but I feel like in terms of directing, it just feels like they were trying to keep the train on the tracks. Yeah, yeah, I'm entertained and I'm satisfied. I just, I'm really curious what would have happened if you just allowed, maybe if we gave them another two, three years to develop it, like what would the movie have been? See, I don't on, know. On, on, that, on that note, for example, Carla, would you think, um, as Tony said, stated, like these random moments and it feels as if it may be too random at times, do you think the film itself would be the same if they didn't have some of these random moments in it? Um. It does seem fast paced. I do agree with that. <clears throat> you know, there, I feel like they're tr- trying to put in a lot as they can so they can make their idea, uh, they can make the general idea there, like apparent. But it's not enough to actually support like the minor roles of the family and the subplot. And because, you know, we want to know about goo, we, you know, we're still left yeah. with, you know, a lot of unresolved things. But I am just, I like it. I was like, well, at least I got this. So I enjoy it. I, li- I, yeah. I, I like the randomness of it. I like the quick readingness. Like, all right, tell me what you did. Tell me. Because when Lewis finds out about the family, Wilbur's like, wait, what did you learn? Who did you see? And what did you hear? And it's like a quick pan to, well, this is what it is. Cool. Continue. I like the fast pass, the fast pace of the editing. I think it's a comedy form in itself, just how a lot of stuff is, you know, I think that was like one of the pioneer of that, of the comedy that we receive now, which- Yeah, totally. And so the social media comedy that we see is like quick, quick edits, like from one frame to another, it's complete different expressions. And that's, you know, it's it's funny, like uh, turning red, you know, when, when, yeah. you know, like when she's drawing and uh, when she's under the bed drawing and she <clears throat> he makes this expression, you know, it's like, oh, it's funny. It's quick. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, the fast pace, I enjoy. I like it. Without it, maybe it would not have been the same movie, but mm-hmm. I agree with Tony that it might have been more round. I think that we would okay. have gotten more conclusion. It would have been more whole. Um, 
and in the animation sorts, I agree. Uh, I, I don't think be, it's definitely a different animation style. It's not like the Universal Man that you would see in Pixar, like in the, the Incredibles, and or it's, it's not. It's like a little rougher, if you will. Um, so, yeah. it as to some people because I was mentioning this to my friends, and they're like, "Oh, the animation's not really sticking with me. It's not doing it for me." I'm like, "I can see that. You know, it's not your uh -huh. like safe zone, um, Pixar. You know, I I can see that. But I think that's one of the reasons why I like it too. You know, it's it those who like it will enjoy it for what it is, not because it's Pixar. Ooh." I said stuff. I, 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 I like that. I, I mean, I mean, I agree with you guys on that aspect of it. It's funny because um, my mind is cranking right now. What I've been thinking about this film in the past and it's been changing back and forth. Um, it's interesting because I do believe that there's so many possibilities they could have had for this film. And now that both Tony and you, Carla, have mentioned that it seemed like there's missed opportunities. And I didn't, Tony, I didn't know that they had to cut half the film out. That was that was, I was totally oblivious to that. I'm and, mad. you know, um, that being said, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I can, I can, that makes me go like, oh my God, I want more. Like there should be another film now. Um, you know, so that's definitely something I want to look more into because I do believe there's other possibilities. At the same time, Carly, you mentioned that slapstick comedy that immediately you know, back to forth. It's almost like quick cut edits. It wouldn't have been the same. You're right. I don't, I don't, I don't think it would have been in that regard. Maybe it'd been a little more cutesier in a sense, but I think they gave it more the sarc the sarcastic, like almost adult humor that it was definitely, that was there, you know, that whole classic dad joke -ish style um, slapstick that they had. So I, I definitely agree with on that aspect on it. Um, let's see here. Just going to check in on the comment section. Let's see what kind of shenanigans they are talking about. If they're with this, if let's see here. Oh my goodness. Um, so we're looking at here in the comments, uh, let's start over here. Let's see. Uh, Boba Fett, uh, LV mentions that have you guys ever spoken about the Mitchell versus the machines? That was an underrated movie. I liked it. Well, um, that is something we want to touch base with a little later for sure. Um, definitely excellent film. Uh, producer staff has responded to that for sure. Um, let's see here. <laughs> it is mentioned Carla. The poor Carla looks like her love for the film is slowly burning, but then immediately says, Oh, false alarm. Her passion is there. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was thinking that's my oh processing my phase, but I'm glad that they care. Thank you. No. <laughs> oh <my That's> awesome. <laughs> so, someone said that Turning Red was the girl version of Teen Wolf of Michael J. Fox. You know, that's very interesting. I've been looking into that. I, um, if we're doing a quick glance, I can slim. I see that. Definitely see that. Um, let's see here. Wish, uh, here we go. So, uh, Evan, this is a wish they would play more with animation like Sony is doing now. And then, one more producer, Rob, I want to see Town yes. Talk about yes, turning red comment. and for Town uh, and for Tony, Tony Talk, uh, right? Uh, okay, okay, excellent. Right. Um, so going back to this here because we got about nine more minutes here, I don't want to go ahead and run over too much. So, real quick here, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I think we can all agree that the acting on this was, for, you know, when it comes to the cast, the casting, yeah. it was fantastic. I mean, Adam West, I'm going to go through these real quickly right here. If I have over here, Adam let's go on the casting West. list here just because I exactly I'm the, the man that the legend. I mean, come on. How can you be like an intergalactic pizza delivery guy that stands for good? Oh, my God. Why not? Um, let's see here. So, of course, we got Tom Selleck, Stephen John Anderson. We got Wesley Singerman, uh, Jordan Fry. Great. Um, can't forget. Let's see here. Going into Harlan Williams, Nicole Sullivan. Angela Bassett. I mean, the names just go on. I don't think that they could have 
casted other people. I mean, if we're talking about a more modern film, maybe they want to put some different names in it. I, I'm sure we can go into a lot of possibilities, but really that, that cast list, in my opinion, I, why change it? You know, I, I, I agree. I'm, uh, let's see here. Um, now, I want a couple things. I definitely want to touch base with this. I know we've been going on a lot of it. We got about eight more minutes here. But so, for, for example, I understand that we came in this, for example, Carla, you said that you had five, uh, five, pop, five popcorn bucket rating, correct? Tony, four? Okay. So I, I myself, I'm going to have an issue here because I'm going to do something that may shock you guys. Um, I'm going zero. to go ahead. No, <laughs> not zero. I'm moving my four to a three. Now, Whoa. exactly. Now I will say this, only this, I only move it to a three because I want there to be a continuation of it. I, I would have kept it at a solid four. I love it. I will keep watching this constantly. I, I, I love it. I, in fact, when I watched it yesterday, just refresh my brain again, I just wanted to sit there. I want to keep watching. This is just, you know, fun to put in the background. It's great. But the only reason I want to do it as a three ugh, is because I want more. I just wish there was should, should a three, should a four. I'm in eternal conflict. Anyway, I'll make my mind later. Carla, is you still a five? I am taking in all the information, the valuable information that I received from you and from Tony. Uh, listen, I feel like I should talk to her more often because she's just opening new doors that I've never <laughs> even like heard of. Seriously. Um, but uh, what she, it's, you know, now that we are looking at through grown up eyes, grown up eyes, what it, when when she said about the budget and every I'm like it makes sense yes I can see it now and now because of her I will never unsee it but uh, uh, but it's okay it's okay it's okay so I'm just gonna go I'm gonna from a five I'm gonna go okay. to a four point nine just because oh, of that okay okay all right but but at the you end know, of the and day, honestly you can keep it a five you want to I see confidence it's okay. <laughs> No, no, because of that. But at the end of the day, I will watch it whenever I need a new, cry, uh, like a good cry. So it's oh a good my God. When, once you hear the, ding, ding, yeah. the, the, at the end, you're like, God dang it. That's such a good soundtrack. To get a Why, Tony, why you didn't mention the soundtrack? I'm <laughs> like, oh, so no. Um, 4.9, because of that, I'm like, de- I, more at the studio. That's what I'm that's the rating for them like get it together give us more it can be a disney plus animated like show you know why couldn't it be that you True. know i, I like that, that, could, that could i know right <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, why can't you give us <laughs> tony i want to move over to you before we get attacked by the secret police <laughs> yeah <laughs> even though uh, carla i may agree <laughs> but, you know like <laughs> I um I'm I'm gonna stick with my four uh four okay. out of five I I I, I like the movie I love the movie I cry every single time at the end um I I love that they even had a moment to like tie it all back to uh, Walt Disney himself I think that's like just exactly like where I sit like mm-hmm. anytime that you can like bring it back to something bigger and something that yes. we just we've all heard that quote and the fact that we went through the entire movie hearing keep moving forward and we didn't make the connection until just that oh, that's a good point <laughs> the fact that there's oh there's so many moments like that throughout the movie it's like the unicorn binder that's at the end whenever they're trying to find Gubian 
at the end huh. and all that they can find is the unicorn vine. like that is heartbreaking yeah the uh. fact that in the middle when goob is just like talking to a steak mr steak you're my only friend like i still uh. like say that to this day like there's so <laughs> many moments like that throughout mm. the movie where it's like just these amazing genius moments of just like really like touching moments of like heart and it's poignant even though it's silly and ridiculous because it's a unicorn binder like i huh. yeah but i am still for all the reasons i'm still upset that this isn't a series i'm still upset that we don't what what is up with petunia what is the deal with petunia because she has children and she's a puppet, but she went for a no. drive and that woman is clearly on a drive but she's a puppet they don't say a puppet they don't. She's, they right. don't say. Is Petunia a little? She's cranky. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, cranky. she's cranky, yes. which is well, what amazing. Because she accepted exactly. to be a puppet, but we don't know what. Her oh name. my gosh! Like I very progressive. See that, that? Oh man! Like there's See, okay, so okay. I, I want to uh, know about. And there's a dog with glasses. Okay, okay. What's I, the I, dog about? Like I don't know. <laughs> there's so many things. In Monica, oh man! Oh my god! Well, it definitely so creates great. a conversation, which makes it a great movie to just even, you know, go over. So I'm glad that I got the opportunity. I really am. That, you know, especially Aww. you guys. Okay. Totally. The, oh, gosh, gosh. But no, I mean, I, I agree. Man, I'm going to have to hop back on this in a short time here. But okay, okay, okay. I'll keep it at a four. I, I possibly, I, the only way that sucker's turning to five is if I can go ahead and get more. Um, The reason why I'm saying this, you guys are bringing up such great moments, but to me, I just had a glance in the chat reminding me, one of my favorite moments was literally the Frankie moment of the of the of them singing, you know, music just before dinner. And not only did they sing music before dinner, it wasn't forced, it wasn't coursed. They had fun doing it. Then they took their little froggy legs and they were at a frog bar at oh. the house, chilling. Like it wasn't like, you know, oh, we're stuck doing this. It, so to me, when you got frogs that have an option to go chill in a lily pad lake and they decide to go ahead and create a bar in your place because your vibe is that good, tells me. <laughs> I know. So dapper. So more bars at the man. workplace. Oh my gosh. Okay. More <laughs> exactly. Bars at the exactly. Shoot. I love it. I love it. So we got about two months, uh, two minutes here left of your show. Let's two go on. months. Let's go on to two months. I was like, ah. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, before we go, guys, um, once again, I really appreciate you guys joining us here. Carla, where can we go ahead and reach you when it comes to any social media? Uh, any social media? Um, at, 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 man, I blank. Uh, okay, sorry, no worries. On Instagram, Carla.Isabel.38. That's me. Excellent. I share stuff about um, astronomy. I love science and I love the stars nice. and I love space. So you'll find me just sharing stuff there. And soon I will twitch my my gaming because whenever I get not shy, I will share that with you guys. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to that. Tony, how about yourself? Where can we find you on the social webs? I am everywhere at the Tony Sanchez. Uh, but to be honest, uh, that experience is a little varied depending on where you're at. If you're on Twitter, it's just mostly a lot of like anger towards Ron DeSantis because I am originally from Florida. So if that's your deal, like go for it. Uh, Instagram, I, um, I'm not creating as much content as I used to because I really got into the whole social isolation of the pandemic. Like I really enjoyed it. So I think I'm still trying to like hang on to it for as long as I can, but I will be at WonderCon this weekend. I don't have a legitimate reason to stay inside my house anymore because we all got vaccinated or whatever. So I have to go outside again and it's awful, but yeah, at the Tony Sanchez, 
Tony with an I, Sanchez with a Z. Excellent. All right. Well, guys, you can find me on Instagram at I-A-M-C-O-W-I-E. I am Cowie. Do a lot of social media videos over there, shenanigans and so forth. Well, we appreciate you guys. We're running out of time today. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook, and well as here on Twitch. All our platforms are going to be at Nomtalk Network. Thank you to our producer, Stuff in the house. We appreciate your help today. Thank you very much. Uh, tune in for the next show tomorrow. And it's Moon Night. Excellent. A little excited to see it. So you guys can tune in that too as well. So until then, I'm your host, Alejandro Cowie. And you have a nomorific day. <laughs>